Welcome to the Finance and Property Survival Guide. My name's Damien. I'm a 24-year-old from Newcastle, Australia. When I finished high school, I felt like a lot of my education left out the most important things that I needed going forward. Stuff like getting a mortgage, budgeting for big purchases and investing were never talked about or explained in any great detail. I want the Survival Guide to serve as the middleman for anyone looking to learn about finance and property. Each week, I'll endeavor to speak to and learn from some of those in the industry to help break down the details of the finance and property sector. Today on the show, we had Terry Ryder from Hotspotting on. Terry has been a specialist researcher and writer on residential property for over 35 years and has published four books on the market. In 2006, he created hotspotting.com.au to help investors find the best places to buy. He is regularly interviewed by television, radio, and print media on real estate issues and is wildly sought as a public speaker. I really enjoyed the conversation Terry and I had today, and I hope you do too. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. So today on the show, uh, I'm joined by Terry Ryder. Terry, how are you? I'm very well and very busy because um, we're having this conversation at a time when Australia's immersed in a national property boom, first one for about 20 years. Uh, so yeah, we're busy. Well, it's good for you guys to know you're busy then. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, so what I wanted to start with, that first of all, again, thank you. I said that before we started. Thanks for joining us. Like, it, it means a lot to have more and more people that are big in the industry to take part in the co- in the podcast and sort of give a bit of knowledge down to the listeners of uh, lessons they've learned along the way through property. So, I'm in, I'm excited for this. It's going to be a good conversation. So, thanks again. Yeah, you're welcome. And so, I just wondered if you could start by introducing yourself who you are, what you do, and how you sort of got started in the property industry. Yeah, I'm Terry Ryder, uh, founder and managing director of hotspotting.com.au, which is a, a website uh, which provides uh, research in various forms for uh, the residential property uh, industry across Australia. Well, I got started in, um, in residential real estate uh, almost accidentally. I was initially, um, I started out my working life as a, a newspaper journalist, um, born and bred in New Zealand, and I worked on some major papers there before coming to Australia um, in 1978 and um, eventually ended up at the Courier-Mail newspaper in Brisbane where in 1982, almost uh, 40 years ago now, I was appointed property editor, which is uh, a role that I I did for four years and then went to the Australian Financial Review as a, a property correspondent. And um, out of that, I um, became a, a consultant to the industry in various ways, primarily doing research and writing um, reports and uh, doing some PR work, uh, working as a, a freelance writer. Fifteen years ago, I started uh, this business, uh, hotspotting.com.au, which is, was designed initially to help investors identify the best places to buy, which is a, you know, a question that we constantly get from people where's the best place to buy it's a very fundamental question for investors and that's one that we seek to answer with this uh, website service but also it's evolved in a way where we're providing more and more services to real estate businesses custom-built reports um, packages that provide content for them to use in their marketing that kind of thing okay um i had a question about your beginnings then so you came over to Australia from New Zealand and was working working as a journalist. When when you started working and doing reporting on the property side of things in 
uh, in the papers. Was that something you had an interest in doing or were you just given that opportunity and you took it hands-on but had no background in or interest in that, that sort of reporting? Yeah, no, the latter. I, I was quite, quite surprised, in fact startled, when the Courier-Mail editor called me in one day and said, we've decided to um, make you property editor. And I said, but I don't know anything about real estate. And he said, oh, it doesn't matter, you'll find out. He said, it's about houses and stuff. Which says something. Which says something about the way uh, newspapers are thrown together. I don't think it's got any better over time. But having been put in that position, I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it as well as I can. And so I decided to, to find out as much as I can about uh, property. And um, I, I turned what was at that point a one page in the Courier Mail uh, on a Friday. I turned it into a section that was eight, ten, twelve pages a week. Uh, so it became a major success for for the paper, and um, and a bit and a specialty has evolved from that because I found it really interesting. Um, <clears throat> the housing market involves all kind of things. It's you know it's incredibly important you know, for the way in which individuals and uh, families achieve shelter. Um, it's about finance. It's about investment. It's about politics. There's a lot of politics involved in the housing market. And it's just about people and, and how they live. So it's, you know, it cuts across so many different areas of interest. I've always been interested in research and I've always wanted to be a writer. So it just combines all of those things. So it's become a very happy, um, initially I was horrified, but it, it actually evolved into something that was, um, become a specialty that I very much enjoy. I've published four books on real estate issues along the way. I'm working on a fifth right now. Um, so, yeah, it, um, it's one of those um, instances of life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. It doesn't always go according to your plan, but um, with the right attitude, it can actually turn out to be um, a happy happenstance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, over the cast, over the last couple of weeks of doing the podcast, I've learned from a few different people how they got their start, and it always either is from the very beginning they were quite interested in property and wanting to get involved in it, or it's something they never had an interest in until the opportunity presented itself, yeah. and before that moment they'd rarely really given it a second thought. So it's interesting to hear your story on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. The, 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 the big theme of the show, which is why I wanted to have you on, which was to talk about me, myself, I'm 24 now, and I'm trying to sort of build up my financial acumen, you could say, yeah. to look into getting a property over the next couple of years and start investing. And I want to feel like I've dotted all my T's and crossed all my I's. I, I think I got that phrase wrong, but you get my point. And so... <laughs> Yeah. I, I I want to learn as much as I can from people that know a lot better than me. And so the idea of the show is to sort of ask you is if you could go back to your 24-year-old self, what advice would you give yourself knowing what you knew now? Yeah. Look, I think it's a, a great idea to construct a, a podcast. It's a very good question to pose. And uh, I think the the short answer to that question that's always in my mind. And I, I know everyone's got stories like this, but my short answer is the best piece of advice I would give my 24-year-old self in terms of property investment is never sell. Now, I'll give you a, a more detailed answer than that with a little bit more meat to it, but I've had many conversations with people over the years. Everyone's got a story where they say, 
I wish I'd never sold that. If, if I knew then what I know now, I would not have sold that, that piece of real estate. Um, but going back a few steps, I think the first thing I would say to myself is start now. The, the people I think who do best with real estate investment start early. They get started early in their 20s and they don't stop. I think you don't achieve wealth or success with property investment through buying and selling stuff. You achieve success through accumulation. So you start young and you don't stop. You, you build a portfolio and you've got to be patient because over time you'll get there if you're sensible. Um, a very important philosophy I, I speak to people as, as often as I can, the importance of building your team before you build your portfolio. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of people have made along the way and continue to make today. Um, I've, at Hotspotting, we've got a, an eight-step process that we present to people. Um, these are the eight steps you should go through to, to be successful with achieving property investment. And we find that a lot of people start at step seven. Step seven is you start looking for something to buy. And a lot of people start at that point and they neglect the earlier steps, which are thinking about what your goals are, developing a strategy to getting to those goals, um, understanding your borrowing capacity, understanding your risk profile, um, gathering around yourself a team of, of experts in various fields, a good accountant who understands real estate, a good mortgage broker, good sources of research, um, perhaps um, buyer's agent um, to assist you because a lot of people are time poor and having a, a buyer's agent on the team can be very helpful. So build your team before you build your portfolio. I think that's really important advice and most people don't do it that way and they get um, disappointing results as a result of that. But the, you know, as I said at the beginning, the best piece of advice is never sell. Um, i when I go and visit my kids who, who live in Brisbane, uh, going to university, I drive often drive past um, one of the first properties I owned in Brisbane. Um, it cost it was a house on a hill with views looking up the river to the Gateway Bridge. It cost me fifty thousand dollars when I bought it. Um, I wish I'd never sold that because it'll be worth over a million dollars now. And when I drive past that property, somebody's knocked down my humble house and built a mansion on it. Um, that's how good a piece of real estate it was. And, and any other, every other house on the street's the same. They've all been knocked down and modern, uh, very palatial homes are being built because it's elevated with views and it's, you know, within five or ten minutes of the CBD of Brisbane. Um, with hindsight, I would not have sold that piece of real estate. But, um, yeah, 2020 hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, so those, so those two keys, I guess, is like one is, or sort of to bundle it up is don't sell. Like, don't you? I, I get what you're saying. I, I haven't met too many people that have property that have been happy about selling a property that was in their portfolio. Yeah. That's never something that's like commonly held. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and right now, David, um, you know, we're, we're in the midst of a market where where prices are rising. Um, quite prolifically in, in most parts of Australia. And um, somebody who had started, say, 20 years ago with that kind of philosophy on espousing and now has a portfolio of, of property around Australia is just um, just going up in value almost daily at the moment. And people in that situation would be very happy investors right now. Um, so, you know, if, Anyone who sort of uh, my age who started back back at the age of twenty four um, and just 
continue to accumulate uh, patiently, sensibly, steadily, would be in a wonderful position uh, to be set up for for retirement. Yeah, and and something I hear a lot from seminars and different articles I'll read online about property investing is for people to understand, and I wonder what you think of this, which is the idea of it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not something overnight you'll just be wealthy all of a sudden. It seems like a very it's, – it's not the slowest of burns when it comes to investing, but it is a slow process that you've just got to trust the time will tell the, the succeed, I guess, the success. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, it, there is no get-rich-quick in real estate um, with very perhaps rare exception to when someone gets incredibly lucky. But, no, but nobody can plan for a get-rich-quick scheme in real estate it's a, a gradual process it's one that requires patience but but it does work and there were some figures published only in the last week by one of the the, the major sources of real estate data uh, looking at um, the escalation in uh, medium prices over the last 30 years um, in different types of property in different parts of australia and there's the standard performance was in the last 30 years there's been a an escalation of about 450% in um, the value of the, tif- the typical home, uh, both um, both houses and apartments uh, across Australia. So you know that's a you know a quadrupling of of values in that time. So in in, in the time since um, I was back in, in my twenties, that's that's how much real estate has grown. It's not a smooth and even process. There are periods in that when, when values have fallen. People who have bought in the wrong places would um, can still have very bad outcomes. But if you buy sensibly, um, based on research, uh, based on fundamentals, um, over time you can have that kind of outcome. Yeah, okay. And and again, we've I've, I've sort of talked about this with other people on the show about the importance of investing. Um, what What would be your... If you wanted to try and sell somebody on why it's important to invest, especially young people who don't, myself included, I did not think about investing or putting any money to the side apart from my superannuation until COVID hit. Before COVID, I didn't really have a care in the world when it came to money. And when COVID hit, my idea about finance changed a lot. And that sort of was the catalyst for the podcast as well. What, what, how would you sell to younger people why investing is an important thing to consider as a young person? Well, fundamentally, it's about security. It's about uh, financial security, but from that comes other forms of security. Right now, one of the, the factors about real estate in Australia is that with some rare exceptions, we have a um, incredibly low vacancy rates across the country. We have a, a rental shortage crisis. For people who don't actually own real estate, who have um, gone along breezily um, or, you know, they just can't afford to buy perhaps, but but some people, particularly young people, it's a choice they make. Um, and I, I'm, I was like you, I didn't really think about investing until I was in my 30s. Um, but people in that situation now, if, if for whatever reason they have to vacate where they're renting, it's become very, very hard to find a new place, um, particularly at an, an affordable rental price. So that's one factor in it. Um, and there's plenty of research data being pumped out by the various sources now showing that in many parts of Australia, it's actually cheaper to own real estate than to rent it. And that's another very good reason. Um, 
if, if, it, if you're in that situation where actually ownership of real estate is cheaper than renting, why wouldn't you do it? Um, because, you know, you're, you're actually you're pouring a smaller amount of money in every week, but you're actually getting an asset that's going to grow in value rather than um, pouring money into someone else's pocket. So it, it makes sense from, you know, a whole lot of different viewpoints to when you're able, um, get on the ownership um, path because um, rather than, you know, paying dead money to somebody else, you're actually creating an asset for yourself. And because in the current circumstances, it doesn't necessarily cost any more time than to rent, you're not actually setting yourself back financially in terms of your your week-to-week cash flow you're not necessarily preventing yourself from taking the overseas trip that you might want to take because you're not actually spending more to own interesting okay um before we got out of here terry um i wanted to if you wanted to just take the time first of all thank you again this was great um would you do you want to just let people know how they can find you if they want to get in touch or um, how they might want to register for some of your free seminars? I was saying before, I've gotten a lot of information out of your seminars that you run. Yeah, um, look, we're hotspotting.com.au and people are welcome to drop me a line at writer at hotspotting.com.au and it's R Y D E R. Um, we, we do um, have free webinars in which we um, have as guests uh, people. Uh, from businesses that are on our panel of partners, and they they tend to be uh, you know highly rated uh, people in various. Some of them are buyers agencies, some of them are events investment advisors, some of them are mortgage brokers, uh, people from uh, different parts of the process. So we do those fortnightly, usually on a Wednesday around lunchtime. So, um, but if you can't actually tune in live, as long as you register for an event, you'll you'll receive a recording of it, and you can uh, tune into it whenever you know you have time in the evening um and uh but we do a whole lot of other things as well if somebody wants some one-on-one type attention because if you can listen into a webinar you may be typing a question but you can't perhaps really get your own uh situation addressed and if somebody would like that i do um strategy sessions which is a a one-on-one uh via zoom or skype uh, or what can be face-to-face if they happen to be um not too far from where I live, um, where we can sit down and just talk about their situation and help them um, establish some strategies for getting where they want to get. Quite often people have uh, a lot of questions about location. That's the thing that really um, puzzles people the most in this very large nation. Where is the best place to focus their attention in terms of where they should be buying? So we can do that or we can even extend it into our mentoring process where we have those sorts of uh, face-to-face uh, get-togethers and developing of strategies and um, implementing strategies on a regular basis. So they're all possibilities. Um, obviously, they, the mentoring and the strategy sessions cost money, uh, but not too much money, um, And whereas the, the webinars are something you can tune into for free. Thanks again for your time, Terry. I really appreciate no it. So always happy to have a chat about real estate. And, and I think it's a great idea, as I said, to to frame a conversation around the advice you'd give to your, your younger self because, uh, like a lot of people, I wish I knew then what I know now. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll get out of there on that. You're Thanks welcome. again, Terry.